Hi. Welcome to Basha's Thoughts. I'm Basha, and this is my very first ever podcast. So I thought that I would start today by introducing myself so that you'll know a little bit what to expect from me. If you know Mayor Briggs, then I am an INFJ type of person. So you're probably to expect a lot of INFJ type of thought. And if you don't know what that is, don't worry, I'm going to tell you about it. I guess that I am the type of person who's mostly an introvert, though I can interact with others. And I'm really fascinated by things that are deep or big, big ideas and deep issues. So I'm not really interested in small talk, chit chat. I do really well when it comes to one-on-one interactions. Those are the ones that are really satisfying to me, or they can be. Because it's usually in the one-on-one interactions that you get to be more intimate with someone. You get to be more personal. And the conversation becomes more meaningful and goes deeper. And so a podcast is a type of one-on-one conversation. Because usually most people listen to podcasts when they're alone. What I really enjoy looking at is patterns. So I like to understand the thing behind the thing. That which makes something work. My way of thinking is very often based on intuition. I use logic and... When I was at the university, I actually studied things related to logic. That was great for me. But my primary way of thinking has to do with intuition. I sort of find the ideas. I identify the patterns, the things that really interest me through intuition. And then I bring them out into a logical setting So you can consolidate things. You can see how they act in reality, in different situations, in the logical plane. And that's where explanations come in, in a more logical way. But that which truly fascinates me is the more intuitive thought. So I guess that if you will allow yourself to follow along with my thought process, which in the beginning, if this isn't your type of thinking, well then, it may seem a little bit jumpy, but I promise you, it's all related. And if you allow yourself to make the jumps with me, then I think that you might be able to understand how I think and be able to connect things in a new and meaningful way, which could be helpful. So let me give you an example of this. I think that my book, The Devil is in the Structure, is a great example, because that book basically talks about one pattern, a single pattern that has to do with structure. 
And with that pattern, I then jump into a lot of different examples. So I show how this pattern turns up in biology, in psychology, in businesses, in society, in all kinds of situations and structures that some are alive, others are not, and yet they all seem to have that same pattern in them. And so that's the more intuitive part where you go and see, jump from one to another, and you learn to recognize the pattern in that system. And the really interesting thing about that particular pattern from my book has to do with structure, is that if you learn to recognize the underlying pattern, then you will be able to apply the principle of structures. And that is, you can align the structure so you can become a sort of architect, a designer and an architect of the structure so that it aligns with your particular purpose. Because when you do that, then you will automatically be moving towards that purpose. You will not need a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of willpower just in order to start moving in that direction. And a lot of the hurdles that you naturally would encounter won't really be there because they're designed not to be there. So this was a maybe logical presentation of uh, the idea of what is in my book. But let me now give you an example of how I think. So what happens to me is, where would I go from here, right? Let me show you what this intuitive part is about. So let's jump. So we were talking about being able to do something without having to use a lot of effort and a lot of willpower in order to get the result that you want, right? So my mind automatically jumps to a number of places. So I don't really think in, um, in words, but I will try to put some words to what, uh, where my mind goes. So it automatically takes me to one of these places that is the Piscean Age and the Age of Aquarius. Uh, you might know that the last 2,000 years or so uh, were the Piscean age, astrologically, and now we're moving into another age, which is the, the age of Aquarius. And we have been moving into that now, uh, slowly. We're not fully there, but... And this is directly connected to what I was talking about, because the Piscean age is all related to sacrifice and suffering. Very much... Um, like uh, Jesus, which has been one of the biggest religions, Christianity, right? And Jesus was all about sacrifice and suffering for and dying for the sins, in, in his case, the sins of others. So it's a very uh, struggle, some struggleful path. And now we're moving into the age of Aquarius. And that is an age that is described by freedom. No more indentured servitude. No more 
suffering for our um, sins, burning through past karma. It's about freedom. So that automatically, in my mind, connects it to the energy of the masculine and the feminine. The masculine, you would usually connect with things like activity, active power, doing, acting. Uh, there's the willpower. There's the idea of powering through, of fighting. And that is the way of existing in the world. There is competition, fighting with others, fighting for survival, struggling, no pain, no gain. This is something that we have seen a lot of in our society for the last 2,000 years. And the feminine side, the feminine energy, is related to something more receptive. Yes? It's not the activity of going somewhere. It's more first receptivity and alignment. So the idea here is that in the more masculine mindset, you would act. No matter, where, no, no matter where you are, you're acting and you're moving in the direction in which you want to go and you're fighting the system, the structure, whatever it is. Whereas in the feminine, you would first, before taking any action, you would open up, you would align. So, connecting here to uh, the structure idea, is that first you would align your goal with the structure and then you would design the structure and then you would act. When it comes to how you would act using your emotions and thoughts, it has to do with first, number one, opening up. Opening up, becoming receptive so that it's a little bit, you can imagine, a tree. So you have the trunk and then you have different branches, and then you have smaller branches. And imagine if you're sitting on one of the small branches, small lower branches, and then you say, I want to move up. But you maintain your place, you hold on to where you are, and from there on, you try to go up. There are not that many ways of moving up you might have some smaller branches that move you in that direction, but it's not the best way to go. So instead of clinging to whatever is happening now, you release, relax. And that's like going back into the trunk. And from the trunk, you have access to all the branches. So then when you're at that level, you can decide where to go and then you can find the best way to move up and you will probably have greater success. So the first idea is to relax, open up. It's like meditation that takes away all your thoughts, removes all your thought patterns, removes the parts of you that cling to different things, different ideas different mindsets, different feelings and emotions. Then the next part in the feminine type of action 
is first, open up, release the clinging. Number two, align with your purpose and then move in that direction. So aligning with your purpose would be to find that feeling place that resonates with whatever it is that you want. And when you find it, from there on, you let the ideas flow and you move into action. And of course, this, to me, uh, also is directly related to motivation and inspiration. Instead of moving from motivation, we move from inspiration. So motivation is a state where you are not happy because there's something that is lacking, missing, going wrong, or you're afraid that it might be wrong in some sense. There might not be enough. There might be a threat in the future. So in this particular moment, you feel a, a negative sense, a negative state of being. And as you're in that state, you say, oh no, I don't want this. I want something better for me. So I'm really motivated now. I'm really motivated to lose weight now that my doctor has told me that if I don't lose weight, I will probably die prematurely or within a few years or whatever it is. Okay, so now I'm really going to lose weight. I'm motivated. I'm going to exercise, right? So that's motivation. You're starting in a state that is negative in some sense, and you're trying to move towards what you want. This is kind of like the masculine type of mindset, right? Where you're starting wherever you are and then you're fighting your way in the direction where you want to go. And what happens? Well, maybe you will be lucky and maybe you will fight well, fight a good fight and actually get the result that you wanted. You might lose that weight or whatever it is. And that is great. But the problem with motivation is that when you have that whole mindset, you tend to move in that direction. But the thing is, as you're moving in that direction, usually you're fighting. Usually you're having to use your willpower. You're having to power through. You're having to suffer through whatever it is in order to get to wherever you want to go. And reaching your goal is only a momentary thing. And so, most of your life, you spend where? Just like we were talking about the Piscean Age suffering. Most of your life, you spend suffering. And there are only moments of elation when you reach your goal. But then very quickly, there's something else and you keep on fighting. It's interesting to notice that this is not how life is, even though it might seem that way. This is only a mindset. And now we're moving into another mindset, which is that of inspiration, which is that with the feminine energy, which is that with in the Aquarian age. So inspiration, how is that different from motivation? Well, motivation is a state where you have something that is not well in the beginning. And from there, you're motivated into doing something. Inspiration is a state of bliss. 
Oh, you're doing so well. You're so happy. You hear that wonderful music and it just moves you and you start dancing. Are you motivated to dance? No. So what if you don't dance? Nothing. There's no fear associated with uh, any of the outcomes. There is nothing negative associated with it. In the moment, you feel bliss, you feel happy, you feel inspired by the music. And that inspiration moves you into dancing. And as you dance, you are even happier. Your bliss continues and you're blissfully creating, yeah? You're connecting to whatever it is inside you, expressing it creatively and blissfully moving through it and reaching your goal, which was to dance, but it wasn't anything that had any negative connotations in any way associated with it in the beginning, as you were doing it, or in the end. And so that leads to a life that is full of bliss, joy, and freedom. You don't have to work for someone else, do things for someone else, suffer for your sins or whatever it was. You move creatively from the inner part of you and you manifest in bliss. Okay, so these are just a few uh, ways in which my mind tends to jump when I think about something. So probably throughout this, you're going to uh, see many of these jumps. And what I find really fascinating and amazing is when other people show me these kinds of things. When they are able to bring together a new pattern, a new way of thinking, and it's something that really makes sense, but I had never thought about it that way before. It seems almost as if the other person is presenting to me a new world. It's the same world. I'm still here and yet everything is different. And I can use it. And when I use it, use it everything really is different. Like moving, for instance, from the idea of motivation into inspiration. Moving into that mindset. So... There are some, uh, and what I really, really like is when someone can do it, not just uh, logically, not just show me one logical line, but can do it on different levels. I'm not as good at that, but there are some people who do this. Uh, for instance, uh, David Lynch in Mulholland Drive, the movie Mulholland Drive, does this really well where everything means, has more than one meaning and more in, than one way, and everything really makes sense, and yet it doesn't seem like it does, but it d really does, and then you can see how the different levels fit together, and it's just an amazing picture. So that's really nice for me to watch. And when it comes to people, there is actually one person, her name is, uh, she's called Lala. She's Brazilian, and she usually presents her ideas in, in Portuguese. 
And I've seen her present some things in English, but in English, it's I, nothing really comes through the way it comes through when she speaks uh, Portuguese. So if you do speak Portuguese, then uh, I'll find out how to um, add links so that you can go and listen to her. She's absolutely amazing because when she presents her ideas, she does it on every level. So she uses her body to present one thing while she's talking about another aspect of it, while she's using the tone of her voice to portray a third aspect, all talking about the same thing, but from different ways of looking at it, creating true experiences for the person who watches it. And she's the first time you listen to it, you might not fully understand, and sometimes it almost sounds like she's just rambling, saying things that don't really make sense. But as you start understanding, you realize that, wow, it does make sense. And it makes super sense. It is profoundly deep and related. And she just, it's, it's just so clear to her when she presents it. And in the end of the presentation, she even uh, does this little uh, half dangerous stunt that is designed to show you so that you can emotionally follow along and actually experience exactly what she was just presenting to you, but now on an emotional level. So to me, she's uh, a true inspiration and an amazing person in that sense because she's able to show things on different levels at the same time, tying it all together, providing many perspectives and underlying pattern that is very useful. So these are the types of things that fascinate me. Something else that really interests me is meditation. And that's because when I was a teenager, I sort of stumbled into the world of meditation. I didn't know that it was meditation. I didn't even know that word. I just happened to do it because I was on a journey of trying to find out if I had an immortal part to myself. And so that got me into the world of meditation and starting to explore what I now know is called non-duality. Non-duality has existed for thousands of years at least, uh, has been known and written about, and there's so much really interesting, deep writing, so many writings, but it's only been... Um, uh, lately that I have been learning about the theory of it, it has to do with who we are, basically. And that is something that interests me a lot. And I imagine we will be going into it in some of my episodes. So non-duality has to do with who we are. But on, a, on another level, I'm also interested in um, who we are. And that is when it comes to our personalities and learning how they are formed, even if just to see that our personalities are not us, even though we often tend to 
identify with them. Well, I am like this. These are my preferences. This is how I think. Like I have been telling you a little bit about my personality and my interests when it comes to what fascinates me, what kinds of ideas, thoughts I like, what I don't like. But that is actually not me. <laughs> That's only my personality uh, for you to interact with. So non-duality actually relates back to the feminine and the receptive and the idea of first opening up and that's the meditation part you meditate let go surrender open up then the number two you align internally and then all of a sudden you have access to all these things that you didn't have access to before imagine for instance if you're in a situation where you're fearful and you need to act, what you see is through the lens of fear. That lens makes things very skewed and only shows you very particular par parts of what is actually going on. If instead of acting from the fear of that moment, you were able to let go of it and move past and beyond it, you would be able to see a much larger perspective. You would have so many more choices when it comes to acting. And that is what this has to do, about, has to do with. It has to do with giving us the opportunity to be ourselves, to act from who we truly are, and not act from some imprisoned form of thought forms that are just not conducive to what we want and who we are. So meditation has been something that interests me and is also related to all of these things that I've been talking about. And I'm sure that at some point I'll be talking about that too because it just it's a way of creating the greatest impact that we can. Things become so much more efficient, inspired, when we are able to use meditation in a positive way. In fact, for me, meditation has been the single most powerful tool that I have used. And all of these things for me have a purpose. And the purpose is that of freedom, greater freedom, freedom from inner thought forms, inner clingings, so that we may act from our true self so that we may experience inner peace, joy, so that we may express our greatest potential. And also, my personality is not one of a perfectionist. <laughs> and I really like that because that actually gives me the opportunity to be more present and spontaneous because I don't have to worry about being perfect. I don't have to worry about in the future becoming perfect or in the past not having done something perfectly. So it just brings me greater freedom and it also allows me to do more things because I can just do something even though I'm not an expert. <laughs> so this podcast, I'm going to learn very soon how to upload it and I'm going to upload it even though it's not perfect. But actually, in a way, I kind of am an expert because 
I am the expert in being me. And so this podcast is going to be about my thoughts, my way of looking at things and viewing the world. And if you think that that's something that might be interesting to you, then I welcome you on the journey. And I look forward to the next episode. I look forward to discovering what the next episode is going to be. What will come up in the moment. Thank you for listening and uh, take care. Mm-hmm.